G'day backpackers and welcome to the Australian Backpacking Podcast, where we bring you interviews with seasoned backpackers as well as hostel and tour workers and representatives from within the backpacking industry. Together we discuss travel tips, backpacking must-dos and bring you great promotions to save you time and money. So grab your favourite drink, sit back and enjoy. Let's go. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the Australian Backpacking Podcast. I'd like to start today's show just by thanking you so much for the response in relation to this podcast. On the weekend I logged onto iTunes and I couldn't believe it when I saw that we'd reached the front page in four countries in Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the US. We're on the front page and in Australia and New Zealand we actually reached position number two with the podcast. I could not have done that without you guys. However, it does make the work that I'm doing to put this podcast together oh so worth it just to see that you guys are responding. There's been a total of 72 reviews left on iTunes and Stitcher not quite so much, but I know there's not a as big a listener base on Stitcher Radio. But if you are on Stitcher and listening to the podcast, make sure you hit that thumbs up on your screen. That will help other people to find it. And guys, please keep the reviews coming into iTunes. It will help us to stay up in the top position and basically help other backpackers find this information. And as the podcast grows, as I get better at interviewing and bringing you the information and hearing what it is you guys want to hear about, this is going to become a valuable resource. So guys, once again, thank you. I did plan on reading out emails and reading out iTunes reviews, but when I opened up the statistics this week and saw that there'd been 72 reviews, I can't possibly go through all of them, but please know that I do value each and every single one of them. I do read each and every single one of them, and words can't put into what I feel. So thank you guys so much. Now getting to today's episode, I'm going to interview Christy Stevens, who's the Sales and Marketing Manager for Greyhound Australia. During our conversation before the interview, I found out that Christy has backpacked herself. She's worked for Flight Centre. She's now been with Greyhound Australia for a bit over two years. And she's got a great deal of information. We had a good laugh during the interview. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. So Christy, can you give us a bit more of a background on yourself and just let us know what it is you've been doing? Hi everyone, it's Christy here from Greyhound Australia. Um, I'm the National Marketing Manager here at Greyhound. Um, I think today we're just going to run through a, a couple of great destinations uh, around Australia and hopefully I can give you a few insights as to where the best places to go. Um, I'll also give you loads of information about Greyhound um, because that is actually the best way to get around Australia. Um, I, I've been in the industry for um, for six years in the travel industry. I've been with Greyhound for a couple of years now, just coming up to a couple of years. Um, now, I previously came from Flight Centre as well, so uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a few bit, uh, bits of insight that hopefully I can give you about travelling Australia. Um, I actually backpacked for many, many years around Europe and the UK, so I know what it's all about. So hopefully I can um, give you some insights into what Australia and what backpacking in Australia is all about. Yeah, that's awesome, Christy. I didn't actually know you work for Flight Center, so that definitely might come in handy during the interview. Absolutely. Could, could we start by talking about some places you've traveled in Australia and maybe talk about one particular place that stood out to you during your travels? I think um, 
one of the best places to go in Australia is Airlie Beach. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so convenient to get to. It has such an awesome vibe um, when you get there. There's loads of other, you know, backpackers and like-minded people around there. And it's it's a beautiful place that has, you know, it, it almost is picturesque meets party, if you know what I mean. Bit of nightlife to go out, isn't there? Oh, big time. Yep. There's no shortage of nightlife in Ellie Beach, that's for sure. Is, is there any one particular spot in Ellie Beach that you discovered while you were traveling there that you think backpackers should check out? I mean, obviously there's nightlife and the beaches, but were there any secret hideaways that you found during your time there? Yeah, there's um there's this one secret hideaway, uh, which is funny because it's called Hideaway Bay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's actually about, it, it's probably only about a 20 or 30 minute drive out of Ellie Beach, um, but it's... It's hidden away and, and, and it's this, this bay, this little inset um, of beach that is straight out of a brochure. There's hardly anyone uh, yeah. there because only the locals know about it. And yeah. um, it has this gorgeous um, uh, old and really iconically Australian pub that, that has a deck that runs straight out to the beach that you can sit on the deck and drink cocktails and, oh, nice. and, and look at the beach. It's absolutely beautiful and a must-see while you're in Ellie for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, areas around Australia that only locals know about, so it's definitely important to speak to locals and find out about that. Um, how did you, you obviously drove to that Hideaway Bay destination? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. so, so you can drive there. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes. There's lots of taxi services around early that you can do, but don't quote me on this, but I believe that um, there is... Uh, a mini bus that you may be able to catch out to Hideaway Bay. I think it only goes a couple times a week, okay. um, but from memory, I think I think it is possible. Okay. Did you find any spots around Early Beach that were cheap to eat? Yeah, there, there, there's loads of cheap to eat. You can get, you know, a sandwich for like two bucks from the local bakery. Or nice. um, my favourite place to eat in in Early is um, Magnums. So as you come into Early, I'm sure you've heard about Magnums. Um, yeah. As you come into Early, it's it's like the it's the pub just on the the the, the first corner you come to, and literally the biggest pub meal you'll ever have and it costs you 10 bucks and they throw in a beer or a wine as well with it so it's it's awesome value for money for sure yeah nice um there's always a lot of um i guess arguments over to the best time of year to travel up to early but in your opinion what would you say is the best time of the year to travel to early beach well it's always warm and sunny in north queensland so i mean you could especially if you're coming from the uk or a colder country it's literally all year round you'll be in your bikinis you'll be swimming you'll be fine but the 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 peak season i guess you could call it is is from september through to february yeah nice and did you obviously grew up in that area, did you? Or I, up I grew in up in, in Queensland, yeah. All right, and Christy, could I also just ask you, during your time up in Ellie Beach, what was your favourite thing to do up there that you think backpackers should experience? I actually um, did two things in Ellie Beach that I'll, I'll never forget. And the first one was I did skydiving. So um, the way that the skydive guys work up there is you go up to however many feet you want and you actually um jump out of the plane over the Whitsunday Islands and it's and it's absolutely beautiful like you just can't you can't explain you know the sights that you see where you're, when you're falling yeah exactly <laughs> a, a thousand um a thousand k's but um but yeah no that was 
so memorable and I'll never forget that. And it's definitely a, if you're going to skydive anywhere, skydive yeah. in Ellie Beach. Well, there you go. That's a mistake I've made. I've skydived three times so far, but it was in Cairns, Byron Bay and Coffs Harbour. So <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to do it a fourth time. Fourth time, bugger. What a shame. <laughs> fourth, t- fourth time lucky. Fourth and time lucky. It's funny because I'm scared to death of ever doing a bungee jump, but skydiving doesn't bother me. Yeah, oh, okay. So you don't want to be attached to anything. But not being attached to anything is fine. <laughs> I-, I figure if I hit the ground, I'll, I'll hit it at speed. Yeah, <laughs> You'll but, be like, um, you won't even remember it. Yeah, exactly. Can you Can you explain the backpackers... For those that don't know, because I do get this question from time to time, where Early Beach is situated, say, in relation to Cairns and Brisbane? Uh, pretty much um, smack bang in the middle. Yep. Yeah, um, prob- probably a bit closer to Cairns than Brisbane, but, it, but it's roughly halfway. Yeah, cool. And how, how would you suggest backpackers actually get to, if, if they're, say, leaving Brisbane or Noosa, how would you recommend that they get to Early Beach? Well, there's only one way. <laughs> it's a simple answer for you, it's isn't it? It's a simple it? answer for me. But I, I genuinely believe that it is the best way for backpackers. Um, yeah. And that is obviously on a Greyhound coach because we have uh, like numerous daily departures that go from Brisbane and from Noosa up, up to Cairns. Um, but the beauty of, of some of our departures is that they actually leave at night. So you can catch the coach at night use the use the coach as a you know a a, a moving accommodation um yeah. sleep the whole way up there and in the morning arrive fresh and bright eyed in Ellie Beach yeah there is a um a bus that leaves rainbow beach isn't there and travels overnight up that yep. direction yeah because it's quite a fair distance i mean I, I think people underestimate the sheer size of of australia so you know you really need to take into consideration when you're booking uh your travel and you're doing where you want to go how long it's going to take you to get from each destination do you think that there's anything that backpackers need to know before arriving in early like is it a long distance say from the bus stop to the hostels or is there anything else like that you think they need to know it's it's I wouldn't say it's a long distance from the bus stop to the hostels. It, it is it is a little bit of a walk, but some of the hostels actually do um, do transport, so they are actually um, pick you up and and take you in, so you're not lugging your bags um, for say a I think it's about a five to ten minute walk. But you know when you've got twenty k's on your back, it can be quite um, tiring. Um, but yeah. some of the hostels offer that service. But the only other thing that that backpackers need to take into consideration when staying in early is that it is uh, really busy pretty much all the time. So you need to get in early and book your accommodation before you get there. Yeah, it's amazing. I've worked in several different hostels now and it's amazing the amount of people that still walk in the door around Christmas time and expect to get a bed. So Yeah, it's madness. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for, you know, being, um, being <laughs> spontaneous, but don't be spontaneous in early. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's good not to plan too far ahead, but definitely make plans. And um, switching the conversation a bit to back to your company, Christy, can you tell us about Greyhound and what they actually strive to do for the backpackers themselves? Yeah, so um, Greyhound's actually celebrating its 110-year anniversary this year, which is massive for us and something that we're really proud of. Um, So, you know, we started as a little company in 1905 and now we've grown into the largest national coach company in Australia. We're actually the only national coach company in Australia. So if you want to travel 
uh, around the whole of Australia without having to interact with numerous different companies. We're literally your only choice. Yep. Um, we have recently upgraded all of our fleet. So now all of our coaches are under five years old. Wow. Um, and they come all equipped with uh, Wi-Fi, onboard Wi-Fi, um, yep. in-seat USB chargers, so you can charge your phone, laptops, uh, iPads while you're on the road, and also um, also reclining seats, which actually have uh, double the amount of leg room that airlines, standard oh, airlines wow. So they're really easy to sleep on now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what the backpackers really love is obviously they want to stay connected. So while they're traveling, they can post up all their photos on Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz. Um, So they could be listening to the Australian Backpacking Podcast too while they're traveling, couldn't they? They could be. What a phenomenal (laughs) use of time. (laughs) Especially with the free Wi-Fi. No excuse not to download it. It's awesome. It's free. And I guess um, the sleep depends on whether you're next to a snorer or not. So make sure you choose your seat wisely. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be next to a snorer. But, you know, the majority of our um, passengers <laughs> along the kind of backpacking routes are backpackers. So hopefully um, there's not too many snorers amongst the, the young crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope. Um, just one question I have been asked was: is, can you choose your own seat on Greyhound or are they... Do you specify where people sit? It depends how busy the coach is. So, um, you know, when, when you're actually on board, um, it, it depends on whether it's a full coach or a half full coach or, 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 um, or a not so full coach because we get couples and old people that travel with us um, because obviously we still have a lot of locals that travel on our coaches as well. Um, So, you know, we need to be accommodating to make sure that those people are able to sit together. Um, But sometimes you will be able to sit wherever, but sometimes you will be allocated a seat. Yeah, cool. I know the few times I've travelled with Greyhound, it's it's always been interesting trying to find a a seat, especially especially when you're hopping on the bus at like one or two in the morning and... It's almost um, easier to be allocated. So that's why we try and do that as much as possible because then everyone gets a seat and they can sit together and it's all hunky-dory. Yeah. One thing I love about Greyhound is that the fact that it is a national company and yeah, no matter where in Australia you want to travel, they pretty much do provide a service. Um, would you say that's the biggest benefit of using Greyhound or do you have other benefits that you believe backpackers would benefit from? I think it's one of many of the benefits. I think backpackers definitely, um, you know, they want to only interact with the one company and have to buy the one pass so they don't have to change um, or, or incur additional travel expenses while they're, while they're going. But, you know, our, our numerous daily departures, that's a massive benefit um, yep. because, you know, if you miss the first bus or, or, you know, you've got an activity or a tour planned at a certain time of day, you can always get on the night one or get on the next early morning one. Um, so that's a massive benefit. Um, but I do also think the overall reliability, comfort and features on our coaches is a massive benefit for the, for the backpacker community. I will provide a link straight to the Greyhound website, um, on the Australian Backpacking Podcast website, but there are many different ways. There's agents in just about every hostel, I believe. Would that be fair to say, Christy? Absolutely. We've also um, just opened up some uh, additional travel centres called Greyhound Wicked Travel um, and they can book all tours, all passes, everything um, and answer any questions for for every backpacker around there planning their trip. I think um, getting back to what we were talking about before, Australia being such a huge destination, a bit of research is 
required by the backpackers to find out exactly where they're going and what they think would best suit them. But is there anything else that you think backpackers should know before approaching an agent to make a booking for them? Yeah, I think it's important to have a list of the key places you want to visit um, because that'll dictate what um, what sort of um, travel pass or what sort of package the agent puts together for you. Like, yep. for example, if you want to start in um, in Cairns but end up in Melbourne, then you might only need one a one directional pass. But if yeah, you right. want to want more flexibility, then you really want to go with the kilometer-based pass so you can backtrack and, and change your mind and go back up and go back down and go into the center. Um, uh, our, we've got a few different pass options that um, can be uh, direction restricted. So if you start traveling in one direction, you need to continue in that direction. So know where you want to go to so you can buy the right pass um, based on your travel plans. One thing I did want to touch on is I recently come across a guy from Sweden who had obviously not done his research and he bought a seven and a half thousand kilometre pass with you guys, mm-hmm. um, just just on his own research, and um, he was only travelling from Sydney to to Cairns. Now, what he was able to do was use some of those kilometres to then purchase um, trips. Could you tell us a bit more about how Greyhound worked with that? Yeah, so um, obviously, if you're going to get a KM pass, you need to do your calculations on how many kilometres you actually need to do. But I think one of the coolest features of the KM pass is you can use your additional kilometres as currency. So um, we have tours, uh, some really great tours that we offer um, through Greyhound. We have a great agent um, network of of tour providers and we can... um, so say, you know, you've got a $3,000 kilometre uh, $3, pass um, and you want to do a tour, instead of, um, instead of paying $169 or whatever it is for that tour, you can trade 300 kilometres and yeah. you get that tour out of your pass. And, and, and loads, of our, um, loads of our customers really love that feature because it's almost for savings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, well, I mean... At first, uh, this guy was really disappointed, but it actually worked out great because he'd made this purchase before he'd left home and he thought, you know, I've still got to buy with Sundays and Skydive and Fraser Island and pretty much with the extra kilometers, kilometers he had, so as I say, he'd bought 7,500 kilometers, um, he had about 5,000 kilometers left over, so he was able to get his Sundays trip, his Fraser Island trip and a skydive, so... I think and it, some. Mm. yeah, and some. So I think it was a real benefit having that Greyhound pass, even though he'd made the wrong booking. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about Greyhound that you think we should know? One, one other question I guess I do have is taking on extra luggage, such as surfboards. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do they go about letting you guys know about that? So um, all you have to do is call up our call centre um, and they can organise all additional luggage for you. Okay, beautiful. All right, well, I'd like to thank you for your time, Christy, but we're just going to touch on a few personal questions that I, for a bit of fun that I always like to um, ask our guests. So if you could give one final bit of advice about travelling Australia, what would it be? 
do something um, that touches in the Aboriginal culture. It's really important to understand um, understand that really uh, important part of Australians Australia's history. So definitely, you know, include a trip to Uluru or or do um, you know a rainforest walk uh, up in the Atherton Tablelands. But embrace the Aboriginal culture. It's wonderful. Yeah, and I, I know there's a lot of towns around Australia. Like even where I currently live in Yamba, we've we've got a lot of uh, an indigenous community around here and you can always make access to them so make sure you take advantage of that okay imagine time and money wasn't an issue and not including a current location where would you visit in australia and why um Uluru. i know i just spoke about it <laughs> but um but i guess that's exactly where i go i haven't actually been out there yet um uh, so I, I think I think it's a really important rite of passage for all Australians and all non-Australians to, to go and visit that really sacred and historic, um, iconic landmark. So, you know, that's definitely yeah. where I'd go, definitely. I mean, c- can you just imagine, because it's so um, sparse out there apart from this, you know, massively gorgeous um, gorgeous rock that is Uluru as rock, um, just, you know, camping underneath the stars would just be absolutely amazing. I couldn't think of anything better. And you could imagine how many stars you'd see out there. Yes, no lights out there, that's for sure. So it's all stars. Yeah, I was lucky enough about three years ago to head up to Darwin and um, do all down Adelaide River. And um, yeah, that was so, so good. I couldn't imagine doing anything more exciting, just being, as you say, camping underneath the stars. At first I was like, oh, do I really want to camp out in the middle of nowhere? But... (laughs) Nah, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had, so definitely go and do that. Yeah, I agree. Well, Christy, I'd just like to thank you once again for your time today. It's been awesome chatting with you, and I really do appreciate you and Greyhound taking time out to be part of the podcast. And guys, I do just want to say once again that anyone I do bring on the podcast, it's not a paid advertisement. I'm not trying to push that one particular company and say they're the only company for you. So, for example, when it does come to booking your transport, do your research, have a look around. But Christy, I know her. I know that she can provide value and I've really enjoyed the conversation with her. I know Greyhound is a great company, so I'm happy to talk about how they can help you in your travels. And if you do decide to use them, then go ahead. I have no problem recommending them. Now, guys, once again, please leave me a review in iTunes or if you're on Stitcher, give us a thumbs up. I'd love to stay in the top of the iTunes rankings so that other backpackers can find us. Make sure you jump in and be part of the Facebook community group. So jump on to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Australian Backpacking Podcast. I forgot there for a second where we were headed. Uh, leave us the iTunes review that's very important subscribe to the podcast talk about the podcast amongst your fellow travellers and guys if there is anything I can help you out with make sure you do email me australianbackpackingpodcast at gmail.com I'm more than happy to help you with any questions that you do have hopefully we'll meet in the future but for now guys I'll catch you next week bye for now